Go with me to Luke chapter 22. We'll start there. Luke chapter 22. Glory to God. Luke 22, 31. Luke 22, 31. Then we're going to go to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 9. Luke 22, verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon. Indeed, Satan has asked for you that he might sift you as wheat. But I have prayed. Somebody say pray. pray. All right, let's try that again. Somebody say pray. pray. That your faith should not fail. Somebody say my faith will not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 9, please. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 9. All right. When you have it, say amen. amen. Holding the mystery, somebody say mystery, of the faith in a pure conscience. Holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. Lift up one hand to heaven quickly, please. Father, we honor you and we praise you for tonight. And we thank you for the growth and the development that's going to take place as the preaching of the word is brought forth. Somebody say, Lord, illuminate my spirit by the revelation of your word. In Jesus' name, now say aloud, amen. amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on, give it to me. He's here tonight. You may be seated. Okay, I want to talk to you for a couple minutes under the title, Your Faith Will Not Fail, Part 4. Your Faith Will Not Fail, Part 4. Hallelujah. I want you to take your notes and write this down. Faith is a living force. Faith is a living force. And the reason why faith is a living force is because faith only moves on the word of God. And the Bible says that the word of God is living, active, and sharper than any two-edged sword. Can somebody say amen? So the faith that we hold 
dear to our heart is a living force. Somebody say force. Now, what you must understand about this faith is that the devil doesn't want you to live in it and he doesn't want you to walk in it because you become unstoppable to the kingdom of darkness. Faith doesn't make you average. Faith makes you extraordinary. I, I need you to follow with me. Faith makes you extraordinary. See, the saints of old want us to know how faith works. Matter of fact, they exhort us, the half-brother of Jesus, which was Jude, Jude chapter 1 verse 3. Go there very quickly. Open up your Bible. We're going to go through the word today. Jude chapter 1 verse 3. Okay? Open up your Bibles. Jude 1, 3, please. Hallelujah. I want you to, I want you to follow me. That's the epistle right before Revelation. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary. Somebody say necessary. Come on, talk to me. Somebody say necessary. To write to you, exhorting you to, contend, to contend earnestly for the faith. For what? For what? For the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. So he says, I wanted to write to you about salvation. That was my intent. But when I started hearing how the churches are doing, I felt that you needed to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to us. What was this faith that was once delivered to us? It's not a cheap faith, saints. It's not a weak faith. This faith, the devil cannot run over it and, and touch it. This faith is, write this down in bold letters, a lifestyle of constant victory. Did anybody say amen? amen. Somebody say, I am in victory by faith. Say it again. Say, I am in victory by faith. The faith once delivered to us makes you a, watch this, an unstoppable person in the kingdom of darkness. Why? Because everything in your life, no matter what it is, you still got the victory. Faith is in, listen to me, it's a force that makes you continuously win. That's what the Bible says. All things work together for the good. How many things? How many things? All things work together for the good. To those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Can somebody say amen? amen. So faith moves you into a place of constant victory. So that's why he says, I wanted to write to you about your salvation, but I felt that you needed to contend 
for the faith once delivered to you because some people are starting to walk in defeat. Wow. You're not supposed to be defeated by anything. Somebody say I'm beatable. You're not supposed to be beat by anything. I'm going to show you in the scripture. To walk in faith is to walk in constant victory. And it's not only to walk in constant victory. It is an attitude that even though it looks bad, at the end you win. Somebody say hallelujah. I'm talking about living by faith. How you got to live by? Faith. It is a force that keeps you in constant victory. You are not supposed to be moved nor shaken by anything. Can somebody say amen? amen. You're supposed to walk with such an attitude, watch this, that whatever the devil is doing, it don't move. Somebody say, I got, I got it. That's the faith. Notice what the disciples said. The disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. Watch this. Listen to me. If you're going to live by this level of faith, you must know what's going to be given to you. Every, listen to me, everywhere you go, in every circumstance that you are in, you are in constant victory. What are you in? What are you in? Say it again. And stop behaving and stop speaking defeated. Man, wake up in the morning, lift both your hands, say, thank you, Lord, I'm in victory. Say amen. Say amen. Then look at your spouse, tell them you need a kiss or a hug. I'm serious. That's the faith once delivered to the saints. You don't think that this is the faith that these saints had, that they were willing to lay down their life for this faith? Think about it. When the, the historian Josephus said concerning Peter in, in, in some of, the, some of the, uh, the, the historical writings, that when they went to crucify Peter, they were going to crucify him like Jesus. But the historians say that when they went to crucify him, he says, please, do not crucify me like the Lord Jesus, for I'm not worthy. Crucify me upside down. Can you imagine the level of mindset this man had? He says, I don't need you to crucify me like the king of kings. I'm not worthy. Crucify me upside down. It was another mindset because there was a living faith that no matter what you do to me, at the end, I win. Can somebody say hallelujah? hallelujah? This is the faith that was delivered to the saints. What kind of faith do you think was operating in the three Hebrew boys when they go up to the furnace and they said, listen, king, we don't want you to mistake. Our God is able to deliver us out of this fire, but even if he don't, we won't back down. Could you imagine? He says, even if he don't, we still got the victory. Whether he delivers us or he doesn't, we still win. 
You have to have that kind of mindset. Somebody say, I got the victory. The faith puts you in constant victory for you to be, watch this, unmoved and not worry about anything in this world. Go with me to the scripture. Because you, you got to see it in the Bible. You gotta, somebody say it's a mystery. Somebody say it's a mystery. Oh, God. Somebody say it's a mystery. Now you're talking. Now watch this. Watch this. Why is it a mystery? Because if somebody gives you a bad report, what the, what the natural says, you're supposed to be moved by the bad report. But when you are in faith, you say in all things, God says, give thanks and rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. Now, how can you get bad news and you say, thank you, Jesus, and then you're joyful about it? Because you're living by That's the only way that you're able to do that. No matter what they said to you, glory to God. And you know what? I'm going to get joy out of this. And all things give thanks. And then I say, again, rejoice and rejoice even more. Now, you know when Paul says to, to, to the Philippian church, rejoice. Watch this. When he says to the Philippian church, rejoice, he's in jail. He says to them, rejoice, but he's in prison. Because he's living by. Is this making sense? Somebody say by faith. Okay, now it's, it's a mystery. Somebody say it's a mystery. Go with me to the scripture. This, this is how you have to see your victory. By faith, you have constant victory. Okay? Go with me to 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. I need you to see your victory because, watch this, this is the last day. That anything in this world is going to move you. You see how I said that and only two people say amen? Okay, let me try that again. It's all right. It's all right because you got to get, listen, you got to get strengthened in the faith. You have to get strengthened in the faith. Notice what Jesus said to the disciples. He said to the disciples, in this world you will have trials and you will have tribulations. But fear not, I overcame. Fear not, I overcame. How did he overcome it? By faith. Did you hear what I said? How did he overcome it? How did he overcome it? He overcame it by his faith. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so happy I'm in this church. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Our, what overcomes the world? Our faith. What overcomes the world is our faith. So faith puts you 
in constant victory over all the works of the world. Now watch this. The world is coming at you in three facets. Write these three facets down. The world is coming at you in three facets that's trying to keep you defeated. The world is coming at you in three facets that's trying to keep you defeated. Number one, the world is coming at you, get this, through the works of Satan. So there are spiritual powers working up against you. The Bible says, for we wrestle not against, but against powers, principalities, and rulers of the dark ages. We're in the heavenly places. We are warring with spiritual powers. Okay? Now, Satan is defeated by faith. As long as you keep the faith. Remember what he said to, the, to, to Simon. Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. But I pray for you that your faith, I pray for you that your, now the only thing that Jesus wanted was his faith not to fail. Somebody say, my faith won't fail. As long as your faith doesn't fail, the devil can't do anything. So that's number one. The world is coming at you through Satan. Number two, write this down. The world's coming at you through its distractive environment. Its distractive environment. There are so many things trying to distract you. Why did Jesus say, you're in the world, but you're not off the world. You're in it, but you're not of it. Is it can somebody say amen? You're in the world, but you're not of the world. Thank you, Jesus. And so you must understand and you must get this in your spirit. Do not allow the world to lure you in because if it lures you in, you lose your faith. My God. When the world lures you in and all you're doing is watching TV and all you're doing is watching Netflix and all you're doing is being distracted and you're on media all day, well, you know what's wrong? You're, you're, you're getting filled with the word of the world and you're losing your faith in the word of God. Somebody say, I won't be entangled. Say it again, I won't be entangled. That's in 1 Timothy. The Bible says that any good soldier does not entangle himself with the affairs of this world. That he might please him who enlisted him as a soldier. When you are a soldier, you don't go outside and do whatever you want. When you're serving in the Navy, you don't go outside and do whatever you want. They can't find you in the Navy at the club. They will find you if they find you in an inappropriate place as a Navy soldier or as any type of soldier, they will literally find you. You got to pay money to the government for doing that. So you can't be entangled with the distractions because you always got to be ready as a soldier. Can somebody say, I won't be entangled. So it comes at you through Satan and his demons. It comes at you through its distractive ways. And number three, watch this. It comes at you through the lust of your own flesh. My God, I thank you. I thank God. I saw some people say, wow. It comes at you through the lust of your own flesh. Now get this. 
You've got to crucify your flesh if you're going to live by faith. I'll show you. Somebody say, I got the victory. Say it again. Say, I got the victory. By faith. Okay, now you got to crucify your flesh. Faith doesn't work in someone who's lured by the flesh. There was a great silence. I see some people thinking. I see smoke coming out of your head. It's all right. Because, we, listen, you, can't, you cannot flow in the spirit and give way to the flesh. Get this. Faith comes out of your spirit. Write that down. Faith comes out of your spirit. If you're giving yourself over to the ways of the flesh, your faith becomes void. It doesn't work. My God in heaven. Man, I love this bunch. <laughs> I love this group. I'm going to repeat it one more time. Okay? <laughs> Some people say, do it again, do it again. It's all right. That's how I got you. Now, listen to me. When you are operating in the flesh, you nullify your faith. If you're operating in the flesh, you nullify your flesh. You literally stop it from functioning. Somebody say amen. Can somebody say amen? I thank God for Jesus. <laughs> okay? Can I show you three things that stop your faith? All right? I love this group of disciples. I'm going to show you three things that stop your faith because I believe that the group that has been coming out here, because this is a faithful remnant, is going to explode in the faith. If you are here, God, listen to me. If you are here, God is going to use you in a powerful way in the faith. Don't think you're going to get rid of me that quick. <laughs> can, can somebody say hallelujah? hallelujah? Can somebody say hallelujah? hallelujah. Now, you got to understand that your faith puts you in constant victory, but you must, watch this, number one, if your faith is going to function, you must have a pure conscience. Man, I'm going to get in trouble tonight. I said, you got to have what? Now, listen to me. Faith doesn't work if you have sin consciousness. You don't know how many people have been stopped because their sin consciousness will not allow them to operate by faith. What do I mean by that? When you are operating by faith, you can't think of yourself as unrighteous. I said, if you're going to operate by faith, you cannot think of yourself as unrighteous because faith only works for the bold. 
you have to know who you are by the blood. Because if you don't know who you are by the blood, your sin consciousness will not allow you to operate by faith. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, Lord, keep me with a pure conscience. Say it again. Say, Lord, keep me with a pure conscience. Now listen to me. You know what this pure conscience is. You must be willing to forgive yourself quickly. Oh. I say you must be willing to forgive yourself you must be willing to forgive yourself. If you make a mistake, say, Jesus, forgive me and forget about it and keep moving. You didn't hear what I said. Do you know how many people have been stopped because they're still thinking about the mistake that they made last week. And because of the mistake that they made last week, they won't operate in faith this week. You got to forget about the past. Oh, God, is there anybody understanding what I'm saying? You got to operate faith with a pure conscience. Say amen. When you make a mistake, you say, Jesus, forgive me. Your blood washes me. And you are right back to right standing with God. And you must get out of your mind the mistake of the past. You don't know how many people have been stuck on themselves and won't move by faith. You forgave the person that did it to you, but you won't forgive yourself. And because you won't forgive yourself, you're still dealing with a sin consciousness and you cannot operate by faith. Matter of fact, you're stuck. Because God doesn't work when there's not a pure conscience. That means that your conscience must be as if you never sinned. Your conscience must be as if you never sinned. You say, Matthias, how can I think like that? Because of the blood. It's not because of you. It's because of the blood. Are you tracking with me? Somebody say, I got it. I'll show you. 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 9. Open up your Bible. 1 Timothy chapter 3 verse 9. Glory to Jesus. Holding the mystery of the faith in a pure, holding the mystery in a pure, so when you don't have a pure conscience, you let the mystery go. You're not holding it anymore. You hold it with a pure Stop looking at yourself as a sinner. I see smoke out of your head. I see it. Because all of us always, we always thinking, well, you know, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Stop that. Don't say that. You were a sinner served by grace, but now you're saved. Now you're not a sinner. Now you're a saint. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Say I am a saint. Don't be afraid to say that. That's what the Bible says. I write unto the saints in Corinth. I write unto the saints in Rome. I write unto the saints in Philippi. He calls them saints. 
Now you're not a sinner. Now you are a saint. I love this group. Can somebody say hallelujah? I feel something breaking. Can somebody say hallelujah? Now say, I am a saint. You must hold the faith with a pure conscience. Your victory, listen to me, is by faith. But you must have a pure conscience. Now watch this, number two. Write this, number two. If you're going to hold if you're going to hold on to the faith, you must be, watch this, offenses free. Oh, my goodness. I, saw so, I heard somebody say, repeat it again. <laughs> you must be offense free if you're going to operate by faith. As soon as you are offended, the faith stops. How many people are not operating by faith because they're still offended by somebody? <laughs> somebody say, he's talking about me. Listen to me. You cannot operate by faith if you're offended. You cannot do it. Don't listen. The Bible says if you come to the altar to offer up your gift. And you remember that your brother has something against you or you have something against your brother. Leave your gift at the altar. Go back to your brother. Be reconciled to your brother. Then come back and offer up your gift because now I can receive it by faith. You cannot be offended and be operating by faith. Some of you say, man, as soon as I leave here, I'm going to apologize to that person. <laughs> as soon as I leave here, I'm going to apologize because I, I know I haven't been operating by faith. Do it as soon as you get out of here because it's stopping your faith from functioning. Say amen. I didn't hear you. Say amen. Go with me to the scriptures and you can see. Go with me to Luke 17. Glory to Jesus. How many are learning? If you're learning, say amen. amen. If you're learning, say wow. wow. Watch this. Go with me to the scripture. Luke 17 verse 1. Notice what the Bible says. Then he said to the disciples, it is impossible that no offenses shall come. It is impossible that what? So somebody's going to try to offend you because Jesus said so. Your job is not to stop the offense. Your job is not to get offended. Oh, my God. 
the offense is going to come. Those letters are red. Your job is not to get offended. <laughs> I see a lot of people putting their head down. <laughs> Luke 17.1. 17.1. Luke. Look, open up your Bible. You got to see this in your Bible. Thank you, Jesus. I feel a freedom in this place tonight. It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe unto him through whom they come. It will be better for him to hang a, a millstone where around his neck, and he will thrown into the sea, than he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourself. Watch this now. So Jesus is saying to you, anybody who's after getting you, don't worry about getting offended and don't try to avenge yourself. I got him. I will take care of it. Don't try to defend yourself and don't try to do it by your own power. But then he says, now on the other end, take heed to yourself, meaning be careful. Watch out now. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day return to you saying, I repent, you shall, you shall. Now watch the disciples. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. We don't know how in the world we're going to do that. Increase our faith. Somebody say, I will not. I don't hear you say, I will not. Get offended. The only way that your faith is going to function is if it's a faith that's offense-free. Anytime you're offended with somebody, you have stopped moving in the spirit. Let me talk to the side. Anytime you're offended with somebody, you stop moving in the spirit. Don't get upset. And offended at anybody. Watch this. It don't matter what they've done to you. God says, I will take care of them. It's not your job to take care of them. I will. I see some of you thinking about clapping. That's all right. It's not your job to take care of the problem. Your job is to stay offense free. Someone say, I won't get offended. Starting tonight. <laughs> Say amen. amen. Number three. Number three. Write, write this down. Write this down. Write this down. Number three. Faith doesn't work. Faith doesn't work if you don't have love in your heart. I love Jesus. Faith doesn't work if you don't have love in your heart. Now listen to me, because this, this is a sticky situation. Now watch this. You're not supposed to trust everybody. But you're supposed to love everybody. If there is an inch of hate in your heart, faith stops functioning. One inch. Just one inch of hate. 
Man, I can't stand that person. Don't you say that. Homer, you, you haven't seen her hat yet? How ugly that hat is? Don't say that. <laughs> Listen to me. Don't say it. Your job is to love everybody. How many people you got to love? You got to love everybody. Go with me to the scripture. Go with me to the Bible. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Go to the scripture. My goodness, there's something wrong with my clock. I promise you there's something wrong with my clock. It's going too fast. Listen to me. Galatians chapter 5 verse 6. Galatians chapter 5 verse 6. It says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. But faith working. How does it work? How does it work? Working through Working through That's why Jesus is on the cross. They crucified him. They spit in his face. They whipped him unjustly. And he says, Lord, forgive them. For they know not what they do. That's another type of? Because if he got out of love for one minute, he stopped operating by faith. He got out of the grave by faith working through. Everything in your life, listen to me please, everything in your life must be received and worked by faith. Everything. Anything that you do not receive by faith, listen to me, is sin. Oh God. Here we go. Anything that you don't do by faith is People thinking that. I'm serious. Everything that you do is supposed to be done by faith. Everything. Okay? I'm going to show you in the Bible. Okay? I'm going to show you in the scripture. First of all, go with me to Romans. Go me to Romans chapter 14. Romans 14, verse 23. Let's go there very quickly. Romans 14, verse 23. Okay, open up your Bible. I see some of you looking for Romans. Romans chapter 14, verse 23. <laughs> okay? But he who doubts, listen to me, is condemned if he eats. 
because he does not eat from, you're even supposed to eat by faith. You didn't hear what I just said. You're supposed to eat by faith. And I'm not talking about leaving to McDonald's and praying over the food, talking about by faith they won't make me fat. That's not what I'm talking about. I see some of you talking about, I'm going to McDonald's right after this. Don't do that. Listen to me. You're supposed to eat by faith. Because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith, whatever is not from faith, So you eat by faith. You talk by. You walk by. You live by. You die by. Can somebody say hallelujah? Whatever you don't do by faith is. Taking you deep. I see some of you choking on the word. It's all right. <laughs> Say by faith. Watch this. You understand by. You literally understand the scriptures by. I'll show you in the Bible. I'll show you in the Bible. Because some of you are saying, where is that in the Bible? Go, go, to, go to Hebrews chapter 12. I mean, chapter 11. Go to Hebrews, quickly. My God. Something is breaking loose over your life today. Can somebody say hallelujah? hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. When you have it, say amen. amen. Hebrews eleven three. 3. Now notice what it says. By faith we, <laughs> how we understand? You eat by faith. You talk by faith. You walk by faith. You live by faith. You understand by faith. Anything that you do apart from faith is? And if it's all done by faith, then you are in constant victory no matter the situation you're put in. Because faith puts you in constant. So you're always supposed to be on the winning side. How many receive it? How many receive it? You're here by? You pray by? Any 
any prayer that you don't do by faith, it's not escaping. As soon as you pray, you're supposed to receive it as if it's done, and you got the prayer answered. And you're supposed to correspond according to the prayer you just made. You pray by? That's in James chapter 5. James chapter 5. Go there very quickly. Because I'm going to show you something about this. James chapter 5. James is right after Hebrews. I'm taking you, I'm taking you book by book. <laughs> Somebody said, well, it's right after Hebrews. All right? James chapter 5. I want to go to verse 14 and 15. James chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. I want you to see how everything in your life is by Peter. Simon, son, Satan has decided to swift you, but I pray for you that your faith fails you because everything is by That's why he said, I pray for you that your faith fails you not. You are supposed to be the most positive person in the planet because all of your life is by Say, I got it. Now say, I'm blessed. I don't look blessed. You're blessed by faith. Go with me to verse 14. James chapter 5, verse 14. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let him pray over him. Anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. In the prayer of? The prayer of? Shall heal? You shall save the sick. What kind of prayer? The prayer of faith. Now hear me. When you pray the prayer of faith, you are supposed to receive it the moment you pray. And you're supposed to have corresponding action to that prayer. So you say, Lord, I know that you're going to change him and he's a new man in the name of Jesus by faith. But when he gets home, you're treating him like he was before. You have just negated the prayer because it wasn't done by, if it's done by faith, you receive that you start treating him differently immediately. Anything that you receive by faith is already done. So as soon as you take something by faith, you need to start acting differently towards it. Because you already took it by faith. <laughs> I see smoke coming out your head. He said, I was like, oh my goodness. I've been doing this all wrong. I know. I'm still getting an attitude with him. You Listen, you're not going to see the prayer of faith if you haven't changed towards the person you pray for. The prayer of, the prayer of. Now watch this, you go in front of the mirror and say, I lose all this weight, bye. 
Now you got to start eating like a skinny person. Don't keep eating like you ate before. Say, I got it. As soon as you receive that weight reduction by faith, you got to start eating differently. Because that's the corresponding action to you receiving that by faith. Don't look at me like that because I love you. Everything you do is supposed to be done by You're married by? <laughs> Some of you said, hey, man, I'm married by faith. <laughs> it's okay. Everything you do is by? <laughs> my wife over there talking about, yeah, I'm married to you by faith. <laughs> Pray for my wife because she's married to me. Keep her in prayer. My goodness. Thank you, Lord. Are you, are you learning this? Lift up both your hands. Lift them up. Say, Lord. Say it loud. Say, Lord. I receive divine revelation and understanding on how to live by faith. Now say amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on, give it to him. Come on, give it to him. Now shout hallelujah. Everything is supposed to be by. Now somebody say, my faith won't fail. It won't fail. I promise you, if you start living like this, your faith will not fail. Say Amen. It won't fail. Most of us are not living like we're supposed to because we haven't been living by faith. There's a lot of things that we need to adjust to living by. You won't get mad and then get an attitude anymore because you're living by I'm going to get a, an attitude adjustment as soon as I leave here tonight. It's all right. You just, you won't. I'll show you in the Bible. Go to the scripture. Go to the scripture. Man, I love this church, Pastor. You got a beautiful church. Give yourselves a round of applause, man. You don't want me to close. <laughs> Somebody said, we don't want you to close by faith. <laughs> Go with me to the scripture. 
Go with me to the scriptures. Revelations chapter 12. Hallelujah. Revelations chapter 12. Verse 11. Now get this. I'm going to show you how this works. Revelations chapter 12. Verse 11. When you have a say amen. And they overcame him. Speaking about the devil. By the blood of the. By the word of their. And they loved not their life unto. And they overcame him. By the blood of the. By the word of their. And they loved not their life unto. All those three things are received by faith. All those three things, the blood, the word, and not loving your life unto death are received by faith. If you're not receiving those things by faith, you won't overcome. Let's, ex let's, look, into the, let, let's look into the blood. And they overcame him by the, go with me to the, to the scripture. Romans chapter 3 verse 25. How you got to receive the blood by faith. Listen to me. You got to know what the blood did for you. Oh, no. You have to know what the blood did for you. If you don't know what the blood did for you by faith, you won't overcome. You can't be acting the same way and say you receive the blood by faith. Because the blood makes you as white as so if you're still acting the same way, you haven't received the blood by. Go with me to Romans 3.25. God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. Through faith in his. So that means. That your faith is in the blood. But the blood makes you as white as. So now that the faith made you as white as snow. You're supposed to be behaving as white as. Because. Faith without works is. So they overcame by the blood of the lamb. Because the blood changed them. If you received it by faith, it's got to change you. Yes, Lord. If you have the blood by faith, you're a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become. That's receiving the blood by. No habit is supposed to be holding you now because you receive the blood by. No habit because of what the blood did. You said, Matthias, how am I going to overcome something that I've been addicted to for 13 years? By the blood. Because the blood changes you immediately.
but you got to take it by. So you say, I got the blood of Jesus. Now that habit that used to hold me last week cannot hold me because I received the blood by faith. Now faith without works is dead. So I'm going to start walking in a new manner because I received the blood by Puts you in constant victory. Faith puts you in constant. You're not supposed to lose in any area of your life. If you feel defeated in any area, you haven't received it by. So they overcame him by the blood of that and by the word of that. You receive the word by. Go to Romans chapter 10. Go to Romans chapter 10. Hallelujah. I'm going to close with this. Romans chapter 10. Verse 8. Romans chapter 10. Verse 8. Thank you, Jesus. But what says it? The word is nigh thee, even in your mouth, that is, in your heart. That is the word of, the word of, which we preach. So you're supposed to always have in your mouth a word of. You're never supposed to be talking about a cloud and talking about being defeated and talking about how hard things are. You're supposed to have in your mouth the word of. I'm always in victory. I'm always blessed. I'm going from glory to the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not. I can do all things through Christ who? You shall go through the fire, but the fire will not burn you. You shall go through the waters, but the waters will not drown you. That's how you're supposed to speak. Let the weak say I am. Because you're speaking by the word of. Somebody say amen. amen. This church is going from glory to glory. It's going from strength to strength. It's going from power to power. And every single week it's growing in membership. Can somebody say amen? amen. Say by faith. You got to speak like that. understood the faith, my life changed. Most people in the church have not still understood the faith. <laughs> when I write the book, I'm going to send it to you guys. Right, so you receive the blood by, you speak the word of. Now, what's the last thing that it says? It says, and they love not their life unto death. So wait a minute. They love not their life unto death. That's a crucified life. You're crucified by. Let me go to the back. 
Romans chapter 2, verse 20. Romans chapter 2, verse 20. What did I say? Okay, that's the wrong verse. Go to Galatians 2.20. Go to Galatians. I just want to make sure you're still here. Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. I want to show you there. And I'm going to close. How many times have I closed? <laughs> I'll close it by faith. Okay, this is it. Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by? I live by? In the Son of? Who loved me and gave himself for me. How are you living the crucified life? You are crucified by faith. In the, listen, the life that you now live, you live in the faith of the Son of God. So from now on, you're supposed to live by the faith of Jesus. supposed to literally be living your life right now by the faith of Jesus. Everything Jesus does, you're supposed to be doing. Because you're living your life by his faith. Somebody say express it. I see smoke coming out of some of you guys. They're like, oh my goodness, I can't handle it anymore. You're going to be dreaming about faith by faith tonight. You're going to be dreaming about it. It's all right. Somebody say, by faith. Your life is literally supposed to be lived out in the faith of the Son of God. No wonder he says, whosoever believes in me, the works that I do, he shall also do. And even greater. You're not supposed to be doing your works. You're supposed to be doing his works. Works that I do, he shall also do. Which works? The works that I do. You're not supposed to be doing that. Oh, look at you. I see some of you on skates. <laughs> you skating to try to say, it's all right. <laughs> You're not supposed to be doing your works. But this is just the way that I am. You better stop right now. Because you're supposed to be like, How can you be like Jesus? By faith. All right. Look at this. I just closed the Bible. I just closed it. Somebody said. <laughs> Somebody took a deep breath from the Bible. I'm not going to pull you out. Listen to me. Whatsoever is not of faith is. When I understood that, my whole life became a life of faith. Because everything I'm doing, I'm supposed to be doing it by faith. And it wasn't from the gym to start prophecy till I started living by. And faith is always in. Faith is always in. 
anything that you said your faith to do is already performed. Anything you set your faith. Now listen to me. I'm going to give you a challenge. When you go home today, write three things that you want done by faith. Three things. Now remember what I said. You got to go over your notes. Because you got to live by Now if you stop living by faith, it stops. If you stop living by faith, it Give you if you've been doing anything apart from faith. I want to talk to you about 